us. We welcome back in Justin Lawrence to the uh, Sports 1440 studios. Good morning, Justin. Once again, you had a little couple, three, four minutes with Eddie. eh? So you and Eddie, I mean, great cup champions, three for you, one for Eddie, but always nice to talk to a guy that's gone through the trenches, gone through the wars, and you could just see the chemistry. You guys could have talked for half an hour there and not even really asked a question back and forth kind of thing. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it is with the two. Yeah, it, it's special. And, uh, when when Eddie reached out to me to get me on the show here, um, it was really cool for me because um, growing up as a kid from Edmonton, I went to back in the day, Eskimos yeah. games all the time. And um, I always remember watching Eddie. I was one of those kids that, you know, remembered every player on the team. So, um, you know, for Eddie to be reaching out to me was a big yeah. deal for me. Uh, as, like you said, a little kid growing up, it was a big deal. So, mm-hmm. really cool. So, uh, we were just talking in the break. The last story I did with you, I was at Global, and I think you were just kind of at the tail end of your U of A career because you were just kind of going into the draft. That's I'm trying to think now. It wasn't at the start of it. It was at the tail end because you were getting ready for the draft and things like that. So, um well, it's like what seven years ago or so. Yeah, <laughs> time flies. Much it does fly. Time flies. But even before that, we obviously watched and, and covered you when you were playing high school ball in Spruce Grove. Let's go back to all the way there and your minor football days and then high school days and how it kind of prepared you to get to that next step, which was the U of A. What was it back? What was it like back in the day there? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I was one of those kids that was super fortunate when I was going through my minor football days. Um, the parents that I had around me, which were my close friends back then, all the parents basically followed us up and they coached us the whole time. So, you know, I, I had some excellent coaching basically from my, my first year of football was my last year of Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had amazing coaching. I had amer- amazing parents around me that whole time throughout it. So I felt like when I got to high school, um, I was really prepared because I had already had high level coaching. And then I got there and I think the biggest thing, that really helped me in my high school career was when I got there, um, the coaches, uh, Chris Fricker, Brian Yakumchuk, um, mm-hmm. they really implemented not only the football side of things, but the, the mental side of things of like, you know, if, if you want to play football at a high level, you can't just show up every day and play football. You need to show up and have a mindset that you are that guy and you're going to kick the, kick the butt of the yeah. guy across you every single play. No mercy, nothing like that. And, you know, at the time, I'm like, we went through some really hard practices, and they, they pushed us to our limits. But, you know, I look back at it, and it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. So, you know, it's funny because um, yesterday with the Grey Cup, I, I had an event in Spruce Grove where we had uh, all the Cougars kids, the, the, the minor football yeah. team out there, they all came out and, you know, got to see the Cup and get some pictures and stuff like that. And, you know, it's so special to me because the community has been so amazing to me. And, and it's like I, I really hope that those kids get to see me having a cup. And, you know, Mark Cordy, who's also yes. another Spruce Grove guy playing for the Elks right now out there. Like, And I just really hope it inspires them to be like, I know you're from a smaller community than, say, Edmonton. But you can really do it if you put your mind to it. And it's just all it really comes down to is such a simple thing is hard work and pushing yourself further than the person beside you. So mm-hmm. um, it's been absolutely amazing. Like I said, I'm very thankful for the people who are around me and supported me in my minor football career. Well said. Uh, Justin Lawrence with us in the Sports 1440 studios. So after minor football and then in uh, high school in Spruce Grove, you were recruited to go to several universities, but you stayed close. You went to U of A. Was it an easy decision? And how much did coach Chris Morris have to do with that call? 
It's, uh, I would love to say it was definitely at the time I knew my heart was at the U of A and Chris Morris coming in was definitely the determining factor because uh, I had visited a bunch of schools and it's funny Eddie was in here because one of the schools that I really liked and I still have an appreciation for was Manitoba. I went out there. Brian Doby. Brian Doby. Yeah. Amazing guy. Great facilities out there. Um, you know, but the thing is once Chris took over and I seen how he was and I was a local guy, so I would go and I would do their winter workouts with them and I'm telling you, I was I was one of those kids. I, I just appreciated the grind of football. So I went out to one of the winter workouts and I remember they were um it was one of their super hard run days and I showed up, I'm this high school kid and I'm absolutely getting bagged <laughs> out there. Um and I went through it and we're going into the gym right after and we're doing max squats and what I slowly realized like looking back at it now was it was Chris's way of waving out the kids who really didn't want to be there. He was pushing mm-hmm. us to, he was pushing those kids to their limit to see, you know, are you able to withstand this and are you buying into the program and everything that we're going to do? And for me as a kid, I, I appreciated that. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. So when I finally made my decision, um, my heart was there the whole time and Chris being there was definitely a determining factor. Tim Prinson, um, yes. still one of my best friends who I talk to all the time was the O-line coach there. Um, for no offensive lineman going into a program like that, it was, you know, I'm like, am I ever going to get any better coaching than this? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I mean, Tim Prinson, he's just salt of the earth. Great. He talks about fishing all the time, <laughs> loves fishing, just a great guy. And yeah, so he was, would he, would you call him kind of a mentor to you as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say both those guys are yeah. mentors to me. Um, like I said, those first two years, especially at the U of A, and I had some great coaching at the University of Alberta, mm-hmm. but those first two years, like Tim Branson was the main O-line coach, and honestly, Chris Morris spent most of his time with the O-line because obviously that was his passion, right? Um, so we were super fortunate because we were, we were getting two CFL legends coaching us in your first couple of years yeah. of university. Like how many people really get that? So I looked up to those guys and, you know, I, I just talked about my minor football career and the mindset that I kind of got going through high school. Mm-hmm. And those guys were the exact same way. You know, they, they had great reputations in the CFL of being mean physical players and they definitely pushed that onto us. And, you know, they got some great products out of that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I had some other coaches along the way. Terrace Palawata was also a guy who had a couple of CFL camps when Tim Princeton left. So, um, like I said, very fortunate, man. I got some great coaching out there. <laughs> uh, Montreal Alouettes offensive lineman and great cup champion, uh, Justin Lawrence with us in the Sports 1440 studios. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of guys off those Bears teams? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I had the great cup yesterday and my fiance, she's a teacher. <laughs> so, I, you know, I had a little bit of spare time yesterday with the Cubs. So I decided to go out to downtown Edmonton with uh, the great cup to craft. T- uh, okay. Brewery. Yeah. Um, so I was out there and, you know, the funny thing about it is a lot of those Bears guys I played with a lot of them became teachers so I was out there I got to have all my good buddies that I played with and they got the drink out of the cup and you know I get some pictures with it and you know that's the part I love yeah. I, I know I tell them is you know those guys were all a big part of my life and it's like if one of us is winning we're all winning it's funny how again you don't players always say they don't necessarily miss the game when they leave it but they'll miss the, the guys no doubt about yeah. it and that's I, I can speak to that like I love the game of football but by far, my favorite part every single year is getting to know each of those guys mm-hmm. in the locker room because, and I was talking to Eddie a little bit about, you know, I think that's really why we became such a great team this year mm-hmm. um, in Montreal was uh, Coach Moss really pushed us getting really close with each other, getting to know guys outside of your position group. And by far, man, like you, you meet some amazing people 
um, in this game. And honestly, still to this day, every single person who's going to be in my groomsmen party when I get married <laughs> one day is going to be a guy that I played football with. So oh. very fortunate for this game. So cool. Uh, three-time Great Cup champion Justin Lawrence with us on Sports 1440. So when you got to Calgary, that was, you know, it was a feeling out process for you. That's the start of your CFL journey. Um, what was that like, that transition from university to your first pro experience? It, it, for me, it was massive, honestly. Um, that transition from high school to university, don't get me wrong, it was a big step, but I felt like I'd naturally like fit into that jump and I kind of caught my stride right away. But going from university to the pro football, that first training camp, I'll never forget, honestly. Yeah. I talk about it all the time with people around me. But what a learning curve. The speed of the game, the the mental process, and just being able to handle the level of coaching and the difficulty of playbooks and stuff like that. It was such a massive jump for me. You know, I uh, you know I remember going through my first training camp and um, still very close with the O-line coach, and he's now uh, – um, assistant head coach um, Pat Delmonico. Okay. Or, um, and he was. I remember I was, you know, really struggling with the playbook at the time, and he would. I'd mess up, and he'd be like, "No, get back in there." <laughs> um, he's like, "I smell blood in the water," yeah. and he's like, "You know, he's just like, it's good for you to go through that struggle and for you to kind of figure it out on your own." So. I'm very grateful for that too, but I'm telling you, it was uh, that first year especially, man, what what a learning curve and probably one of the best things that happened to me was I started the first games out on the the active roster and then we had one of our stars come back and I got demoted to practice roster my Mm -hmm. first year. And probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, honestly, in in hindsight, because I got to sit back now watch as those starters and see what they did and I also got to sit back and learn the playbook without the the stress or the you know pressure, basic, a little bit of pressure yeah the pressure of yeah. you know having to hop into a game in a, yeah. at a minute's notice so yeah. um yeah it's <laughs> that first year was an unbelievable time for me so let's get to toronto now and i mean last year and just the experience so you win your win a great cup in calgary now you end up in toronto last year you you get the great cup in toronto so now you got two so first of all what was the experience in toronto like for you it, it was great. Um, and, you know, for me, it was my first big step as a adult in general. I'd lived in Alberta my whole entire life. You know, I went to the U of A, so I lived at yeah. <laughs> lived at with my parents my whole time in university. So I moved to Calgary. It wasn't super far, three hours away. Um, but it was time for me to, you know, get a fresh start. And so I moved out to Toronto. Um, Coach Dinwiddie gave me a great opportunity um, Corey Mace, who was also um, the defense coordinator at the time at Toronto, was also in Calgary. So yeah. I had a good repertoire with a lot of those guys who moved over to Toronto. Um, you know, so I knew for me it was a great opportunity to earn a starting spot, um, new city, new team, fresh start. And so for me, I went out to Toronto and um, got used to the guys real quick. We um, That was the year they were dealing with the CBA. So we had a lot of free time. I think we had about... I think camp was delayed about a week before they negotiated the CBA that year. Yeah. So I remember just we're, we're, we had a lot of free time, so we're doing player round practices, um, and we're doing like just spending a lot of time with the guys. So I really got to know a lot of those guys, um, Darius Bladick and Phil Blake, guys who were spent the year. It wasn't it wasn't a very vet team of like guys who had been on Toronto for a long mm-hmm. time. But I, you know, I remember sitting in the we'd started to get through camp, and I remember sitting in our a little townhouse with those guys and I was like I was like we had a lot of talent man 
And I was saying, I was like, guys, man, like if we can just piece this thing together and get it going, I was like, we can really do something this year. And, you know, sure enough, man, like we kind of reminds me of this year. We went through the trial and tribulations that year in 2022 and up and down. And I feel like we should have been performing better. But same thing, we ended up, I think, winning our last eight games besides the last game of the season, which Mm -hmm. was kind of a, you know, we're playing backups and getting people. It's playing time. Like we we caught our stride and we were as hot as any team at the end of the year. Yeah. So for us to win it, you know, that being my first Grey Cup now as a starter, you know, <laughs> what a what an amazing feeling. And yeah, I had such an unbelievable year out there. Was it tough for you to leave a Grey Cup champion and then go to Montreal? No doubt about it. It it was super hard, and that was like I said, I I was ready for a fresh start when I was leaving Calgary. Um, I knew I needed to kind of do what was best for me as a player um, moving forward. But, you know, leaving that Toronto team was definitely hard because same thing, I, I built a lot of great relationships that year. Um, and, you know, coming off a great, to, great cup uh, win was definitely hard. But um, I have an amazing agent and, you know, I really like, kind of lean on his advice and what he thinks would be best for me going forward. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is um, Coach Moss had reached out to me. I had a conversation with him. And then, like we said, we just talked about Tim Prince and those two are very, very good friends, and um, any word that Tim Brinson kind of puts out there, I, I, I kind of trust with all my heart. Yeah. So Tim was like, you know what, man, like, you got to make the decision for yourself, but I can vouch for Coach Moss and be like, you know, this guy will give you his all. He's a straight shooter, um, and you know what you're going to get from him, and he's such a great guy, and he's passionate, and he loves just building a good chemistry. So I was like, you know what, let's, uh, let's take this leap. Let's go to Montreal this year, um, and let's see what we can do. And, and just another another great cup, that's all. Yeah, and it, it is. It's crazy in hindsight because I was going through the season and uh, we played Toronto three times during the regular season yeah. and got beat every single time. And I was like, man, did I, you know, maybe I messed up here. And then <laughs> same thing I was telling Eddie there. We, we caught stride at the end of the year and, man, and I really started to see the team come together and how special oh. of a chemistry we really had that year. That's the neatest part, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, talk about some stuff off the field and what you're doing, engage the whole bit. Uh, more, Much more with uh, Justin Lawrence, uh, Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. A couple comments here from the text line, Duke. Brett from Stoney goes, haven't heard any Skinnered yet, Duke. Well, Brett, we had... You got to get up pretty early yeah. in the morning to catch uh, yes. all of our music. We might be able to get one more. I'm s- sure we'll mix another yeah. one. Uh, it's Playlist Friday. Feel Good Friday on Sports 1440. Kevin Carries along with Justin Lawrence in studio. Three-time, three-time Grey Cup champion. I guess that, that you don't get sick and tired of hearing that, huh? Never get sick of it. <laughs> oh, man. So you were saying you just you just got engaged? Yep, yep. Just got engaged during the very start of the offseason. And and she you went to high school with her? Yep, yep. We, uh, she's a year younger than me. We went to high school together. Um, of course, knew each other back then, but um, later on in university, I think it was in my third or fourth year, uh, kind of rekindled things, yeah. and the rest is history. Oh, congrats. So you just sort of worrying, worrying about a date and stuff down the road here and enjoy, yeah. enjoying enjoying the courtship. I'm it, sure, I'm, I can't believe Eddie didn't give you any tips here on the way out. I know. Well, I'll have to come <laughs> back on. He can give me a couple of those well, if I need them. <laughs> especially after Eddie's romantic weekend at JPL. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be getting uh, the goods from Eddie uh, last week. So off the field, uh, downtime, you know, you always hear 
many CFL players are dabbling in things already. Yep. And besides training, it's full-time job. Everyone knows that. But so what in, What interest do you have away from the football field in the offseason and things like that? Yeah, I, honestly, I try to keep as busy as possible. You know, between, like I, like I said, dabbling, dipping your toes into a couple of things. Um, I work with my dad out in um, NISCU. He has a company called Tie Down Oil Field. Mm-hmm. Um, basically moving rig buildings and stuff like that out there. He's got a couple bad trucks and uh-huh. a couple of winch tractors, they call them. If you don't know what those are, look them up. They're probably the coolest thing you'll ever see. And I got so, And you operate these? You, you do them all? Or nah, what you, I don't operate them yet, but basically I'm yeah. like a swamper. So I go out and oh, just cool. basically like hook the, the buildings up and stuff like that. So wow. maybe one day I will. Well, but. and again, so even though you went to U of A, you were saying that, like, this is where you want to kind of go down the road here. Yep. Yeah, probably. That, you know, I'm still kind of exploring what I want to do. And like I said, I, I dabble in a couple of things. That's the main one, like, because I, I, you know, as a football player, you admire, like, other athletes and how hard they work for their craft. Mm-hmm. But you go out there and you work in the oil field, and you got to respect the, the work those guys are doing because that is – tough business you're working with big buildings hundred thousand pounds yeah. you know it's crazy but you know i've dipped my toes in i i work for another um it's a non-profit called be the voice where we go and do presentations with schools okay. so i love going and speaking with kids and doing presentations and you know assemblies and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know it's and also another big thing for me is coaching and you know i coach for the the university of alberta started a selects program which mm-hmm. is basically a winter program for high school kids a 14u group as well where they get to be coached by guys like myself and bears players themselves um all throughout the off season we go and we had a tournament in moose jaw and we just got back from florida down in orlando florida mm-hmm. in a tournament so um yeah like you said just kind of dipping my toes into a couple little things and you know, seeing what I like doing best. But I, I just like keeping busy and mm-hmm. finding stuff to try. Uh, three-time, three-time Great Cup champion Justin Lawrence with us in the Sports 1440 studios. Uh, as you mentioned, working with the kids and speaking to the kids, what do you get out of that when you do that? Well, you know, I, I think it's such a beneficial thing because what I do is I go into schools and um, the, the nice thing about it is completely free to schools, completely free to teachers. They just want to bring guys like myself in or – other athletes that are on board with the program we just come in and basically the schools be like you know we have a problem with so-and-so and i'll go in and i'll now talk about it and then also talk about my experiences and the stuff that i went through um growing up as a kid you know like one of the big ones is bullying that everyone always sees it's kind of cool to go into a school and be like you know i'm a big sports player now but when i was a little kid i got bullied all the time yeah. and you know it's kind of cool for those kids to you know hear from a guy like myself and you know it's it's one of those things it's Hard to get something when a teacher's always saying it to you, but when you have an outside source coming in and talking to them, it's mm-hmm. super beneficial. And, you know, I've built some great relationships with some of the kids that are out there, and, you know, they reach out to me whenever they're, you know, struggling with something. And like I said, it's I have the absolute blessing of playing professional football and living out my dreams. So it's like if I can help kids along the way, it's it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Question for you a little bit uh, from B. Congrats on a great cup victory last year. My son would have played against you in twenty fourteen with AOB. Uh, do you remember playing against the Mawamba brothers? Of course, yeah, Johnny I, and Freddie. There you go. I thought for sure those guys would make it to the CFL. Says so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, amazing. I, and it's funny we we're just talking here. You remember stuff from and big historian too. Like we were, I brought up the names like Danny Kepley. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So who were some of the guys when you were playing even at high school? And then you know, I would say yeah, high school. 
that you went and I, I like this guy, I want to watch this guy, or even CFL, NFL, who were some of your favorite players growing up? Well, it, it's kind of funny. So when I, like I said, I grew up watching the Edmonton, Edmonton team, of course. So one of the guys, and it was really cool I got to play him with this year, and finally not against him, but Amando Sewell was a yeah. big one for me because I grew up watching him all the time. And what an absolute monster on the field. So <laughs> I was super happy this year. I got to finally play with him and not against him. Um, guys like that, um, as an offensive lineman, Brett Jones was a big one. So, you know, when I was going out of the whole draft process, that was a guy I really looked up to because mm-hmm. he stepped into Calgary right away and was just such a dominant force in the CFL. And the biggest thing wasn't the biggest guy, um, wasn't the most um, physically gifted guy. But what he did was he played with absolute physicality, was a smart football player, yeah. and executed his job very well. So there's a couple guys along the way that I just really looked up to. A lot of NFL guys yeah. that, you know, I, I thought were super cool. So you just signed in January an extension to yep. stay in Montreal. How happy are you about that? And how's your French? <laughs> well, first off, uh, very excited about the extension. Um, absolutely loved it out there. So when we, we started talking about an extension to go uh, add another year to my contract, um, I absolutely loved it because, you know, we have such a good core of guys and they re-signed everyone basically through 2025 at least. Um, that was a key part of last year's team. Um, so it was amazing to me. And, you know, for me, having that, you know, security being like, you know, they, they really like me as a player. And I have that mutual benefit of, you know, I love playing for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an amazing thing. As far as the French, <laughs> not so good. But my better half, my fiance, she's uh, bilingual, so she handles the French side. Oh. <laughs> Do you ever get stuck? Like, Oh, I'm telling you. I, so I went to, uh, when I first moved downtown Montreal, it's not too bad because downtown, pretty much everyone is bilingual down there. They speak French, they speak English, um, which is good. But I'll go to a new fast food place that I've never been to before, and all the menus are in French. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I I think it was, I'm trying to think, it was some kind of, um, it was a Mexican mix with something else, uh, fast food place. And I went in there, I couldn't understand the menu to save my life. <laughs> so I was just like, randomly ordered something on the menu. I was like, you know what, how bad can it be? I'm very, not the opposite of a picky eater. And I got this thing. It was probably the, one of the worst meals I've ever had. Yeah. And so after that, I downloaded a translation <laughs> app so I can <laughs> see what the heck I'm ordering from now on. Oh, cool stuff. Uh, Justin Lawrence with us in the Sports 1440 studios. A couple more for you. What, what do you do here in the next couple months uh, and when does training camp start for you? Yeah, so I, I feel like I've been kind of busy the last couple of months, like you said, with coaching and kind of being around. So the next little bit um, is honestly just kind of kind of being getting ready for the season. Now, you know, we're two months out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really getting down to the, the core part of the training, getting back to football stuff. Um, and just making sure I'm ready because, like you said, the minute training camp comes around, the, the season's full-fledged. And as everyone knows, training camp's probably the most um, strenuous part of the whole season. So, yeah, man, at this point, it's just keep doing my thing. Like I said, I'll probably focus more on doing my, my school presentation. I'm still going to be working with my dad um, out in ASQ there. But like you said, just getting ready for the season because it's coming quick. It's, <laughs> it, it just sneaks up on you, doesn't it? It really does, honestly. You, know. you start the off season, it's like, oh, I got so much time. <laughs> and now we're here, I'm like, holy crap, it's right around the corner. What do you do for training and, and where do you do it here in the next little bit? So I train out, um, I actually started building a home gym back pre-COVID actually. Um, which worked out perfect when COVID did hit. So um, I have my little gym out there that I've just been training at um, five days a week. And like you said, it's great. And then if I ever need to go in, I can always go in with the Bears, get a couple runs. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about it. But it's good to be back. You get family and, and everything. And then so supportive. What about that support that's 
helped you to get to where you are. Absolutely. And that's, that might be the best part of the whole off season. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm gone for six months mm-hmm. and I get to see, you know, basically my family sparingly as they come out for games and stuff like that. Or when I come home for bye weeks, but coming home, spending time with them is absolutely amazing. That's kind of what I look forward to the most. Well, um, and who knows after after your football playing career, maybe you can get into broadcasting. Hey, I would love that. Keep me around. I just I said would. you you know you could be the next Chris Walby. Who knows? Hey, there we go. I'd There's another guy. Yeah, yep. you yep. probably watched him. Well, yep. he's been out for a long time, but yep. he was one of the best uh, you know analysts going for he was. a long time and had a great football career. Oh too. man, great football. Yeah, career Bluto too. was he? Yeah, he's a yep. big guy too. Yeah, big yeah. guy. I love yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> you give big guy talking to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got, uh, uh, what's Duke, what's the guy on the panel for Fox now? Sorry, on Prime on Thursdays. Whit, 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 uh, Whitworth. Whitworth, yeah. Whitworth, oh, yeah. 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 The former uh, Ram, yeah. You want to hear good stories, you talk to an offensive lineman, I'm telling you. Well, yeah. We're probably some of the more interesting people you'll ever meet. <laughs> I still, I, I honestly, when I first got here, and one of the, the first memories I have of the then Eskimos locker room, yeah. after a game, the, the old line with the keg and it doesn't happen anymore so it was guys like Chris Morris and Bruce Beaton and all those guys had had and if anyone like a, a DB or someone else thought that they could come in and get a beer think about it again <laughs> you're not even getting close to that keg and and all the old linemen said no we're not doing any, any interviews we're having a beer here yeah. after the game and that's the way it is yeah so get away and that's 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 how it was in in the back in the day there so well you, you know you, you spend you spend the whole year with five guys yeah. who aren't playing for any reason other than to protect other people you know everyone else like you got to work as a unit don't get mm-hmm. me wrong but you can get sacks you can get picks you can get receiving yards you can get running yards we're just out there to protect people. So, you know, we become super close, and I'm telling you, yeah. you have to become close because um, you could be – if four guys are close and one of the guys isn't, that whole offensive line unit isn't going to work. So that's funny hearing that story. That's actually that's amazing. That's a good one, one, yeah. Justin, can't thank you enough for coming in. Really appreciate it. you got two rings on your right hand now, waiting for the third one. Absolutely. You're going to have to get some more fingers, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate you. Thank you so much yeah. for having me on.